Oh, we're about to get started. I'm waiting for uh, Ben to join me here. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Should. Uh... There we go. All right. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. So this should be should be recording. I'm pretty sure I hit the record button. If not, then uh, it says recording on mine, so we should be okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing that as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of open it up. Uh, USM wins big, sixty-four to ten over uh, Northwestern State. And uh, I mean, I guess we'll get into the the big story. Probably the probably the quarterback position would have to be the big story. But yeah, an easy win. Uh, you know, you win 64 at 10, it's 54 point margin spread with a little leap 33. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you have uh, 588 yards of offense, 8.3 yards per play. Um, mm-hmm. Northwestern State was able to get some yardage late, uh, against some of the reserves, but, uh, overall, yeah, just kind of a dominant performance. So, just kind of what are your first thoughts, uh, Ben? Yeah, I mean, uh, the big question obviously has been, you know, for really since. Will Hall's been on campus has been the quarterback position. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that we got any solid answers. I mean, not to, you know, really bash Northwestern state, that that's, that's one of the worst teams that I have seen us play in Hattiesburg in a, in a long time. I mean, just like since Savannah, uh, Savannah state in 2016, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Since then, um, but yeah, just I mean, they really weren't capable of of moving the football. Uh, they they could not run it, but they couldn't pass it either. So they had to continue running it, and it was just you know your offense had as many chances as you really wanted. Um, I mean, could have could have scored a lot more points um, than you than you did, even scoring sixty four. And so. Yeah, I, I don't know how much you can really take away from a game like that, but I, I think the fact remains that you kind of needed a game like that to, and we talked about this on the podcast, to, to sort of open up the playbook a little bit and build some confidence on both sides of the ball, but particularly offensively. And, um, you know, you were able to do pretty much whatever you wanted. And, you know, offense looked a little shaky at times, and I, I think that was – um, due to the inexperience at at quarterback, both for Wilkie and Keys, and I thought they both did did good things. Um, but but yeah, so some things that were a little concerning. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think you know as far as taking good things and bad things, again, I, I don't know how much you can take away from it. Uh, but it was just good to to have a game where you dominated and it was never really in doubt um you know I, I don't care who it was against after after two i would say disappointing games uh obviously particularly the the liberty game but i think you can you could characterize the miami games that too and as, as flat as you were in the second half um i thought it was good just a confidence builder and kind of fun to to see a lot of the those young guys get some playing time and to be able to just kind of dump everybody out there and um, you know, play all three or four quarterbacks. I guess Jake Lane got got some PT as well, and um, so it, it, was, it was fun. I don't know how many real um, pieces of analysis you can really draw out of it, though. 
Did T Webb come in on that last drive and hand it off? I, I didn't know if that was uh, I thought oh, he's, was. he's not on my stat sheet, but he, okay. I, well, I was I was saying I don't think he threw a pass. I thought I saw somebody had said that. I had not. I had stopped watching after uh, I, at that I point. Was as yeah. well. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I guess uh, Hall in the uh, in the press conference, uh, according to uh, David Eckert, said uh, Paul on the quarterback usage. Zach's our starter, but we think Ty deserves to play. He went on to say, right now Zach's the starter. That may change. It may not change. So yep. uh, yeah, it's you you know you have an in season uh, in season quarterback battle. Yeah, and um, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty unusual. I mean, I can't really remember that ever. Um, I mean, certainly we've had uh, preseason quarterback battles, but I can't remember ever having a uh, you know middle of the season quarterback battle. But I guess you're just kind of analyzing how those guys played. I mean, I feel like Wilkie was not as good as he was last week. I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah, um, I thought he missed a couple. Of, I mean, he missed a throw to Brownlee early, and then he had missed another throw that was. Um, I have to go back and look at the um, play by play, but he had missed another throw on that first drive, and. Um, yeah, I just, I just I don't know, and then I just but I thought Keys, um, I mean I think a lot of I mean Keys had a, his receivers a lot. I mean it was a lot of yak, a lot of yards after catch. Yep. But I thought he had made he made better reads and he made some nice throws. I mean even that first throw that was incomplete to uh, first that was kind of just a go ball to cast and uh, I thought that was a good ball and um, just kind of make the catch there. But um, yeah, I mean I I think this game just kind of shows what. We, we felt like Keys has the higher ceiling. I guess it's just kind of a – he's inconsistent, and I don't know how much you can take from playing Northwestern State. But, yeah, I mean, he can make throws and he can make plays that, you know, no other quarterback on the roster can make. I think that's um, – sure. you, you know, you can say that. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of the, the ongoing, um, ongoing battle there um, at, at quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, it was good to see. I mean, just a lot of guys playing. I feel like you're pretty – I mean – you know, again, comp- the competition you're playing, but I feel like you're pretty deep receiver, man. I feel like you have. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like you have six receivers, honestly, that you can trust, even without Brandon Hayes. I mean, I feel like with Cat, I mean, Casting, uh, six for ninety-four. Uh, Jalen May, two for eighty-seven. Uh, Mims got some time there, two for thirty-four. I mean, Brownlee had a quiet game, obviously. You know, you didn't need him a ton um, tonight, but he was two for twenty. Zay Franks had that one-handed catch off the uh, on that on that slant from Keys. Yeah, uh, Richard Mays had a big play. Davis Dalton uh, had a play there late from uh, Jake Lang. Yeah, and then, uh, Luke Baker had a reception, and then yeah, the uh, two running backs both had a catch. So yeah, you just I feel like you're pretty good at receiver depth, and uh, I mean as a team, you're 18 to 30, 400 yards, uh, four touchdowns. So I mean, I feel like overall that was you know probably just in terms of the raw efficiency, that's the best you passed the ball in the uh, in the Hall era. But yeah, it's just kind of going forward. Uh, the quarterback uh, uh, battle. It's just, or, or what? Do, do you see anything else just in terms of like kind of uh, just the depth and uh, um, some kind of younger guys playing or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I mean you make a good point skill wise, and, and I think we sort of knew this a little bit, but you were able to showcase it. Um, I mean, it, you sent a guy like Zay Franks out there who's a highly recruited guy out of high school, and he's really been kind of buried on the depth chart. And when you can send a guy like that out there in in the second half up fifty, and I think in that just just that one play, he kind of show showcased his ability and had a really strong fall camp. He, he's a guy that uh, I think I, I mentioned him as as somebody to watch um, who maybe was not expected to 
be a big producer this season. Uh, if it's not this season, he, he's going to be really, really, really good. And when you can send a guy like out like that out there who hasn't really seen any time at all, I don't think, um, in a game like this, that, that shows you how much you have at the skill position. And I was talking to somebody after it, you know, it really does so given given what you have at the skill positions and i think you can you can add the running back room to that if you can get some semblance of consistent quarterback play which you know you're not there yet obviously because the there is a quarterback you know question and battle still still to be had but i think if if you can get that we can this is maybe a hot take we can break this down uh, further detail on the podcast, but I, I think you have the potential to really make it interesting in the West. Uh, yeah. I, if, if if you can get that uh, at, at the quarterback spot and be able to consistently move the ball, avoid the big mistake, and you know, be it be it Keys or Wilkie, uh, I think you're going to have a chance to beat pretty much everyone left on the schedule a chance to beat them um given what you what you have defensively and at the skill positions uh, i think the offensive line has improved you know still some holes there but um you know those those young tackles i thought looked looked pretty good tonight kyron barnes at right tackle i thought looked strong for the most part in the first half and um so i think you've improved in pretty much every area uh it just comes down to the quarterback spot and um, you know, keys, obviously you mentioned the yards after the catch I mean, that, that kind of blew up his stats a little bit, but yeah, he, he made some really nice throws. I thought that throw to cast in, in, uh, I guess that was his first throw, that deep ball that, that wasn't caught. I thought that was his best ball of the night. I mean, that was a beautiful, beautiful deep ball, just dropped it right in the bread basket and, uh, quarterback really made a nice play to get his hand in there to break it up. But, um, it, it's just a matter of consistency for time. We, we know that, um, you know, Wilkie, Sort of looked uncomfortable, I think, for the for a lot of where he he looked poor. It was just sort of maybe unfamiliarity and maybe some mental mistakes. Um, and you know that's that's been sort of the knock on tide. So um, you know that's that's what you're going to get with two two freshman quarterbacks going at it in a quarterback competition. Um, but I don't know that you know I, I do think Ty probably looked a little bit better. I would probably give him the edge, although he didn't get as much opportunity only nine attempts and Wilkie was 17. Um, but when, when Ty made those really good throws, it was sort of just, you know, like it was in the first half against Liberty when he had those few attempts, it was just, it was step and throw. It wasn't necessarily really going through his progressions and he um, didn't necessarily have to, obviously, because he, he had a lot of success, you know, those three touchdowns on six completions, 192 yards. That's, that's not bad. And so you, there wasn't a necessity for that, but we haven't really seen Ty do that yet. I think we saw Zach Wilkie do that last week and wasn't quite as efficient this week in doing that. And so I don't know if, you know, it's it's interesting to hear Coach Hall say that, um, but it makes sense because I, I don't think either either quarterback really, you know, I, I, I think I was similar to most people in hoping that Wilkie or Keys would just – go in there and light it up and look like the guy and, and make it, you know, an easy, easy decision. But I think it's still very up in the air. I would say it's, it's sort of 50, 50 right now. And, and 
in my opinion, uh, coming off of last weekend in this game, um, because again, you can't really take just a, a whole lot of stock in a game against a team like Northwestern State. Um, yeah, just just kind of rambling, but um, it, it is obviously going to come down to the quarterback position. Yeah, and I guess it's just kind of um, you know bad to, or. You know, not ideal that you you don't have. I mean, a guy. I mean, you just kind of feel like maybe both guys are uh, kind of looking over their shoulder at this point in the year, and you really just want to have somebody kind of step out and uh, you know become that guy. But yeah, back to what you're saying about the West, it was interesting. Just kind of, I don't think it was a really good day for just the, the Sun Belt. I mean, it just feels like a lot of the top mm-hmm. teams, top teams, look pretty vulnerable. I mean, you just saw uh, Rice just beat ULL, thirty-three yep. to twenty-one. Um, or App State, uh, I mean, they won on that crazy, I mean, crazy Hail Mary. Obviously, you're not playing App State. Um, but, I mean, I mean, that is a loss for Troy, by the way, in the conference standings, which is uh, what you want. Um, yes. you, you always want the East teams to beat the West teams. Uh, but, I mean, Georgia State, who you get, uh, is one of your crossover games. They just lost at home to a Charlotte team that had been 0-2, or 0-3 maybe. Um, yeah, 0-3. And, um, Charlotte just beat um, uh, Georgia State there in Atlanta. Uh, Coastal. Hey, Arkansas State looked pretty good against Memphis. Yeah, they were driving to maybe win the game, and I think forgot maybe they might have stalled out of midfield, or I, I had not uh, wasn't able to watch that uh, being at the stadium. But um, but yeah, they, they look pretty impressive. I don't think Memphis is as good as they've been, but um, I think they probably fared a little better than people thought they were. Um, and then I guess Coastal struggled against Buffalo. Uh, they ended up winning out Buffalo for some reason. I thought Buffalo was better than they actually were. Uh, I was just kind of going off with that previous death that is now what uh, Kansas had done there. But, yeah, Buffalo's not very good. And then um, the other game that uh, – oh, yeah, uh, I guess, I mean, really you have to look at in the West right now, you would have to say South Alabama looks like the best team yeah. um, in the West Division. They had they were very much positioned to, uh, to beat UCLA, and they had gone for and fourth down, didn't get it uh, late in the game. And then UCLA uh, came back and uh, hit a chip shot field goal there um, at the buzzer to win by one. But, yeah, I mean, I think South, I think you have to look at them as uh, the favorite in the uh, in the division. So, their next game is pretty interesting. They host uh, La Tech next week, and then they go to ULL. So, those are, I mean, obviously one of those yeah. is non-conference. But, yeah, I mean, that South Al ULL, that'll go big way in the tournament. But, yeah, I think I think you got a shot at the West. And, really, I mean, even if you look at, like, the ESPN uh, numbers, I mean, they give you a, a 10% chance to win. Uh, the West Division, so that's not nothing. I mean, it's a one in ten shot. So, um, right, uh, it's yeah, it's in the realm of possibility. And uh, anyways, if anyone wants to, uh, we don't have as many listeners as we did um, uh, after the Liberty game. I guess you know, not not as much to talk about. But um, if anybody wants to um, call in or um, ask to speak, they can do that. But um, but yeah, it was um, yeah, it's just the kind of just repeating ourselves. But it is the quarterback thing, and that has not been resolved. And no. um. Yeah, I mean, I guess just both of them have. I mean, it seems like, you know, even though Wilkie wasn't as good as he was last week, it seems like he just has a little more touch um, on the ball yep. and more accuracy than Keys. But, you know, just Keys is um, just kind of physical ability, just athleticism, arm talent. I don't like, I don't like the word arm, or the phrase arm talent. I feel like you can just say talent, but, I mean, that's just his, his, the really strong arm um, and yep. the ability, um, what he can do with that. Um, you know, I don't. It's unparalleled on this um, on the roster, but yeah. Anyways, Landon's requesting to speak, so we'll let him. Uh, we'll yeah, have... I'll add Landon. Okay, I think I just did. There we go. Oh, all right. How are you guys? 
Doing all right. Hey, hey, Landon. There was a point during the 2013 season um, when we hadn't won a game in almost two years when I said out loud to nobody in my household, uh, I will never take a win for granted again. I will yes. never take a win for granted again. And now, again, we all know that in 2012 that we've just scheduled an FCS. We probably would have won and not gone to win 12. But we didn't, so we didn't. Um, and so that makes nights like tonight. Again, I, I was uh, I had to meet up actually with some Mississippi friends here in Atlanta, and so I had the game on my phone, which, again, was nice to have uh, just to not to surf around and try to find some random stream on the internet. And so I didn't get to pay as close of attention, which that's what these games are for sometimes. But that was the one thing I was reminded of is like, I will never take a win for granted again. This was the perfect get right game. You know, I, I know that there's still some unanswered questions. There's still points of frustration when, you know, you can't convert um, on third and whatever against the Northwestern state. But um uh, Again, I will never take a win for granted again. I know that we shouldn't have the mindset of the just post Ellis Johnson year, but I don't know. That PTSD will never grow away. And so um, <laughs> these games, uh, they're important. And, and again, it's, you know, I, I think I saw uh, your photo from the game. It said, what, 26,000? There were, sure, 26,000. There were definitely many more people there. I would believe that number over the, yeah. the first game. Um, and all those people get to go home tonight and get to go to church tomorrow or get to go whatever to work on Monday and talk about, a, you know, a stomping, you know. Um, yeah. And, and, and someone may turn and say, well, of course they, they, they stomped Northwestern State. But, again, UCLA was supposed to stomp South Alabama. Uh, last week, App State was supposed to get stomped. Marshall was supposed to get stomped. And so, uh, again, there's a worst-case scenario where we're talking about a three-point loss on here and y'all have – you know, 75 angry listeners in the wing. So <laughs> let's, let's, again, let's not take this for granted. You know, um, uh, I know y'all haven't, and I know I just jumped in here midstream. So maybe I've just been singing praises this whole time uh, because I had to pay half attention because I'm actually coming into this halfway through. What were your, and I'm, I, my apologies to the audience, but maybe some other people drifted in late like me. What's the, what, what is the, uh, in true Southern misform as opposed to talking about all the pluses, give me your biggest negative from the night. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, I just the uncertainty quarterback and just kind of the, I guess, just the inability to have settled that yet. Um, I guess and we kind of talked about that earlier, but not, but not, you know, I mean, not in, I guess, a negative form. I mean, neither of the quarterbacks played terrible. I mean, I thought Keys played well. It's just kind of, I guess you were just wanting Wilkie uh, to take that next step and really, you know, put up big numbers. Um against a, um, you know, weak competition. And he, I guess you just, I mean, completed 50% of his passes, missed a couple throws. So I guess that was kind of the negative part of tonight. But I mean, I think the plan all along, I had got, a te- I got a text right before the game. Apparently, uh, I think Cox said on the radio that the plan was for um, Wilkie to get the first two drives and then uh, Keys to get the, uh, the third drive and then kind of continue that throughout the game. So I think even though Wilkie was announced at the start, I think with, you know, just mixing Keys in, I don't think that Hall considered it. Um, you know, settled. So I don't know, you know, that may not be as bad of a thing as we're making out to be. Um, but yeah, just kind of the inability to determine that a quarterback uh, position. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, again, considering the opponent, I don't know if it would have been settled had both quarterbacks played really, really well, but I, I don't think that was the case. I think that was, that was the prevailing negative for me is that 
Wilkie looked a little shaky at times, again, going through his progression, kind of managing the offense. And, you know, there were some mental errors in there. And for Keys, I don't, I don't know if you can say he played poorly, but uh, as, I, as I said when we started, um, you know, he really didn't have to go through his progressions and, and really manage the offense in any, you know, real capacity um, because he, he didn't have to. He, you know, most of his, his – his uh, attempts were, were really big plays. Um, and so, you know, again, if, if both quarterbacks had played really well, I don't think it would be settled, but that wasn't the case. I would much rather have seen both quarterbacks light it up and for us to be talking about who looked better of the two. But I think, I think both you can maybe pull a few little question marks out of their performances. I, I think that to me is the big negative. Yeah. And that was, I remember the, after the, the Liberty game, the, the anger, the frustration, especially on my end, was we are at the beginning of year two, and Mr. Mississippi, uh, Will Hall, has not found a quarterback. Like, there, there's no excuse. Um, and, and and what Wilkie showed, again, a true freshman in his first game on the road at Miami, gave you about all he could. And yeah. so, again, uh, one game does not make a person. But, you know, I think what I saw and what a lot of people saw from last week was super impressive. And I'm, I'm going to go back to the fact that like, I remember the time when I was a sales rep and someone who should not have gotten promoted, got promoted. <laughs> and I went to my boss and asked why. And, and I said, look, there's somebody else in our team with, you know, 10 years, great business acumen, yada, yada. And they have slightly better sales numbers than this brand new person. And that person got promoted. And the guy said, look, if I look at two athletes and one has perfect form and has been training for years and, he barely beat someone with terrible form has been training for 10 minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to promote the person who has sloppy form. Cause I can put that into play. I can, I can hone that over time. I can get, and I kind of feel that way about Wilkie again, not sloppy, but just like mistakes here and there, you can kind of shrug and say, yeah, sure. Yeah. True freshman. I totally get it. So again, I still, I'm still concerned. Don't, uh, th- there's way too many positive words coming out of my mouth. Let's end this on a negative <laughs> note. Uh, we got it. We, th- th- there ha- if you, the old adage, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Right yeah. now, yeah. we have two quarterbacks, um, and the fact that there's not a clear winner to me is still kind of concerning. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll duck off now and throw the mic back to y'all. But how have y'all chatted about Tulane? If y'all chatted about Tulane, don't let me steer you back there. But um, I don't know. I, I feel I feel cautiously optimistic heading into next week. But um, I'll leave it on that pseudo high note. Yeah. Thanks, Landon. Yeah, um, yeah we, we haven't touched on Tulane yet. Uh, one more thing on the quarterback uh, battle slash controversy, competition, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I mean, that's a really good point that Landon makes. You have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. And I think especially with two really young guys, it's, it's sort of, I think, an imperative that at some point you really have to commit to one of them in order to fully develop either of those guys. And, and I think we've, we've seen good things from both of them. And so it, it might be a matter of, of giving one of them kind of a, a full scope of the, the opportunity, be it, be it Zach Wilkie or Tykes um, kind of seems like Hall is leaning towards Wilkie right now. I think maybe that'll be answered a little more fully against Tulane, but you would, you would like to have one guy that, that you are, you know you're going to ride with for four quarters, especially in a game like Tulane. Once you get into conference play, because if if you aren't able to do that, and you're you're kind of going back and forth when one guy is shaky and giving another guy the opportunity, 
you don't really allow either of the young quarterbacks to take their lumps and to to progress as a starting quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's the thing you, you gotta. Was it was it Spurrier that said that about the? Uh... If you don't have one, or if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one, or something. If, like that. if not, it feels like the perfect Spurrier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we we had not talked about Tulane, so yeah. I mean, that, that's going to be a huge jump up uh, in competition, obviously. Especially you look after today, they went you know on the road and beat a Kansas State team that had played really well early on. Um, so yeah, I mean Tulane. I mean that's a team. I mean I would expect them. I don't think they'll be ranked in the top twenty-five, but I would expect them to probably have a, a, a hand a handful of votes at least. Yeah, um, um, in the top twenty-five, and I think deservedly so. So, yeah, and and I got a text from Heath Hinton. He made a good point when you saw Wilkie out there, and I think this is maybe a product of Tykes being not fully healthy the last couple of weeks. Although he I, he did look hundred percent to me um, in, in his time today, but Wilkie, it did seem like or feel like. From the stands, and this this may not be 100 percent true, but it does it does feel like that when Wilkie is out there, the playbook is a little more open. You're seeing a little more of the multiple schemes and kind of more of a full scope of, of what you would see offensively with a guy that that you're committed to. And um, with Keys, it's just there's no really. Or there wasn't really any read involved, and so I don't I don't know how much how much stock you can put in that, but it it did feel like that the play calling for Wilkie was a little more complex, and the playbook was a little a little bit more open as opposed to Keys. And again, that that could have been a product product of you know when Keys went in, they were were up two scores already, and he didn't have to do that. But I, I think that might be worth mentioning at least. Yeah, and uh, and then I guess just uh, another uh, quote from Hall, and the uh, he was asked if Wilkie is the starting quarterback, and Hall said he had no idea. So I mean, he's keeping it coy, uh, <laughs> heading in. I mean, you probably won't get any word on that until next Wednesday, or yeah, this upcoming Wednesday. Um, yeah, you know, competition Tuesday, and uh, but yeah, that's kind of how it rolls. It's competition Tuesday, and then the debit chart comes out on Wednesday. So I don't know if he's trying to keep uh, Willie Fritz, his old uh, his old boss, a little bit. Uh, off of uh, or just from knowing what's gonna happen, uh, sure, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's yet a good old fashioned uh, quarterback controversy, and yeah, it's just not in any. I mean, I'm trying to remember the last. I mean, maybe like in the '90s, like when Lee Roberts came in midseason. I mean, that was before I was. <laughs> that was in '97. That was before I was born. So I don't know. I guess you had you've had situations where like maybe Damian Carter in 2003. Uh, he came in against Nebraska, looked pretty good, and then I guess you had maybe Dustin Allman and uh, Mickey D'Angelo come in around that time as well. So you've had, yeah. I guess, it, it, you've had that, but I mean that's you know almost twenty years ago. So I mean, where you've had just kind of a, you don't really know midseason of who the quarterback's going to be. It's just kind of been a long time mm-hmm. uh, since you had one of those. But I mean, I guess you you do feel better about the quarterback position overall versus what you felt after Liberty. You feel like you have, I mean. At least Keys, I think the kind of worry with Keys coming in was like, wow, what, I mean, what if Keys can't even light up, you know, Northwestern State? Well, he was able to light up Northwestern State. So, it, you know, he, at least you have two guys you feel like with a decent enough floor that can give you a chance to win, you know, most games in the Sun Belt. And it's just kind of seeing which of those two, um, you know, distance themselves as the guy and kind of 
how they perform. So I think we'll know a lot more um, against a uh, quality two-lane uh, team yeah. this uh, upcoming Saturday. I, th- I think I feel like you will have an answer and a resolution on this after two-lane. Where if one of those guys, I guess, I mean, I, the one, we'll start with somebody, and you know, you'll you'll kind of know. I feel like against um, Tulane, because Tulane, yeah. I mean, you just look at Tulane's defense. I know the first two games weren't much, but I mean, they only gave up what I gave us. Um, or their first two months weren't much, man. They played all corner to UMass, but I mean, they only gave up ten points to um to Kansas State. Um, so I felt like if yeah. if one of these two guys can distance himself and you know play well enough to get Tulane, even even if you lose, I feel like that would um kind of establish things there at uh, at quarterback. We got Heath uh, requesting to speak. Uh, whenever you want to go to him. There we go. Yeah, we'll go to we'll go to Heath. What's up, guys? How you doing? How you doing? Heath, good. Uh, just a couple of things. By the way, I didn't know if y'all noticed this. It seemed like that they were really trying hard to get Wilkie out of the pocket and on the run. And it seems to me that he's better in the pocket. I don't yeah. know, just throwing throwing downfield, he uh he's not as good on the run throwing. Maybe Key's a little better that way. But I, I always just wanted to talk about the offensive line. Um, I thought they were really good tonight. The defensive line dominated. I thought that's kind of where the game – that's where, you know, Southern Miss just took control there. And, uh, you know, it, it was fun. It was nice to see the offensive line getting better as the season goes along because they've been much maligned last season. And uh, I think you're seeing some steps um, – that they're taking and getting better. And on the defensive front, man, the, those guys can get after it. thought they played really good at Miami, but, you know, you wear down a little bit when you're on the field a lot and it's 115 degrees on the field. So I, I think the Lions have been in the front seven on defense. I think both lines, front seven on defense, have been really, really, uh, really good this season. Yeah, well, I'll let you speak of that, Ben. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. And I think, in terms of the front seven defensively, there was there was some concern in fall camp and in preseason practice with the loss of Hayes Maples. You wouldn't really have, you know, your kind of big bopper linebacker, pass rusher type guy who could really stop the run. And I think Avery Habas has has really really stood out in that spot and is kind of. Has kind of taken that role on. I thought I think Dalen Gill has been really good, uh, and obviously those those guys on the interior, uh, the transfers have have been really good. And I, I I would agree with that. What Heath said about uh, particularly the first half against Miami I and mean, showed that they can you know go go toe to toe with a really talented at least offensive line. Um, and again, that's that's the that's the known quantity. That is that's the strength of this team. And so if you can. If you can find it at quarterback, uh, and and Patrick, I'll echo what you said. I, I would really hope that the question is is going to be at least a little more fully answered after next week. And and I don't I don't think you can, you know, it's going to be really tough to play multiple quarterbacks hopping in and out against a team like Tulane, um, especially what they've they've shown defensively. And so I, I think you're going to be okay pretty much everywhere else. It's, you know, what, what we keep saying, it, it's going to come down to the quarterback position. Um, Pat, I'll, I'll ask you this and anybody else can, can hop in on this, on this query. Um, we, we both had 
six and six as the prediction when we went through the schedule uh, ahead of the first game. Do you revise that prediction at all from what you've seen from the Sun Belt to this point, particularly in the West, and from what you've seen from Southern Miss so far? No, I, I think I, I would keep that. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just feel like Lafayette, that's more of a winnable game. Uh, maybe South Carolina is a little less winnable. Uh, but I feel like the other ones are kind of in line with which what we thought. Um, I guess Arkansas State, they look, look a little better than expected. Maybe Georgia yeah. State, a little, I don't know, maybe about what you expected. But, yeah, I, I would stick at six and six, five and three, and you would think that would get you a bowl depending on how the, the tie-ins kind of play out. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's still the goal, even though I mean, we've talked about kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, just talking about uh, the battle for the West. But I, I still feel like – but, yeah, I mean, you got to find it. Uh, you know, obviously quarterback's most important position. So you got to get that uh, stabilized. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I just feel like you've shown enough outside of that. I feel like the, the defense is really good. I feel like um, the offensive line shows some nice things. I feel like especially in pra- pass protection, I mean – uh, maybe you can't take away a ton of it from Dye, but I mean, against Miami, it felt like pass protector pretty dang well. Um, sure, yeah. Against talent from for that they have, um, so I feel like yeah, it's just it's settling the quarterback. But I feel like he, I feel like I mean, really, about pass catchers, I just I feel like everything's in place as long as you can get a consistent quarterback. Where the pass protections improve, you have playmakers at receivers. Just yeah, finding who either Wilkie or Keys, uh, who is that guy. So. Right, it's too late. It's too late to must win. No, uh, to go six and six at this point. Nah. Uh, then we, we both had uh, we both had Tulane as a loss, I believe. Right? Or did you did you have that as a win, Ben? I I think I had Tulane as a loss, Liberty as a win. So I had us two and two in non conference. But I would say, you know, I I think I'd agree with the. The Lafayette, um, you know, maybe feel a little bit better about that matchup, and I still think Troy is going to be a really tough game. I thought I thought they were impressive at yeah. State uh, today, and especially on the road, that's going to be a really tough one to win. Um, you know, and then at, at that point, you're potentially one and four, and so you're really going to have to, um, yeah, you're really going to have to 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 rattle off some wins in the second half of, of the schedule. And I, and I think that is, that's possible. Um, but, but given that, given these next two games uh, and a potentially one and four start, and, and I don't want to make it sound like those are two automatic losses. I think, I think those are two winnable games. And again, we use, we use the term barometer game a lot, but I, that, that two lane game, I think you're going to learn a lot. And I think, after that, after next weekend, I think is when maybe you would be more comfortable revising predictions ahead of conference play. But I, I would probably stick with six and six. I would lean – I'm leaning more the direction of seven, five than I would uh, five and seven. Uh, but I, I think you have enough. And, again, <laughs> I don't know how many times we've said it. It comes down to the quarterback position. If you can find that, then – I think you would be disappointed if, if this team did not reach a bowl game. Yeah. And, yeah, I think – I mean, that two-lane game, if you go to New Orleans next week and win, you know, against a very solid two-lane team that's going to be, you know, probably receiving votes in the polls. I mean, I feel like if you win that, then you are really – I mean, that's – that'd be the biggest win probably since 
mean, you don't want to get a caribou, but maybe since like Kentucky in 2016. And you would really yeah. feel, I mean, you would feel like you're really heading in the right direction as a program if yeah. you win that game uh, next week at Tulane. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a must win. I think there's certainly a path um, to six wins without it because you know I projected uh, six wins and losing to Tulane. Um, but it's yeah. a game where if you go if you win that game, I think I would project USM to win the West if USM um, if you if you win at wow. uh, at Tulane next week because I just I felt like Tulane's a really solid team after uh, of what they did today. Um, it sets so, up interesting. It sets up some interesting games. Like if you went Tulane, the momentum you carry into a Troy, yeah. and a game like that on the road, that would just be huge for that win. So I kind of agree with you. If you know that win would carry them forward, I could see them doing very well in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it is momentum. If you again, if you lose that game and you you drop Troy on the road, which is is, is going to be a tough matchup. You're potentially one and four, or you come into that two and two, and, and are feeling good about yourself, and hopefully have some questions answered at the quarterback spot. Uh, yeah, it's I don't think it is out of the realm of possibility to to compete for the West, but I, I think the I think really, you know, however you get there, I think if you get to that six and six mark, this is a successful season, and, and I don't know that that is going to be determined next weekend so i i don't i wouldn't call it a must win but i would agree with both of you that it's a it's certainly a big one and we'll obviously break it down in further detail on the podcast this week yeah okay is that uh i guess we're going close to 40 minutes now so that's um let's see oh, wow. did, we, did we get a there was somebody that commented in it or sorry i thought Okay, maybe I don't know how this thing. There's somebody that has a one quote mark on here. I didn't know if somebody you could leave comments on here, but maybe I'm just looking at. I'm looking at some. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back. Uh, I guess yeah, I'll be up Tuesday morning probably. Um, so yes, yep, correct. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll go over this in further detail. Uh, preview two. Yep, and we will. And- uh, w- w- sorry, Pat. We'll we will also put out a q and A Q&A prompt. So. Y'all can get your questions in. We'll we will tackle them ahead of Tulane. Yeah. So uh, thanks for anybody or everybody that uh, came in and uh, and listened and asked questions. And uh, but yeah, we will uh, we will uh, maybe do one of these after Tulane. Uh, I guess it would. Um, <laughs> I don't want to uh, make any promises we can't fulfill. But yeah, we'll, we'll try to. yeah, driving back to Hattiesburg uh, that night. So <laughs> uh, for New Orleans, but yeah. Um, we'll see. Yes, we but, will. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, thanks everybody. And th- and this will be up. Uh, hopefully, it takes twenty the twenty four hours after I request it, so it'll be up uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, um, probably. Uh, so just be on the lookout for that. If it recorded, uh, which it said it said it did. So, uh, but yeah, no, that's it. So uh, thanks everybody. Appreciate y'all tuning in. <laughs>